Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Today, I'd like to share more poems from my friend of many names, Seniru, Hareth, Mark, whatever name you've come to know him by. The really interesting thing about what I'm going to do today is I'm sharing pieces that are no longer found on the website Poems and Quotes, but were once shared with me in confidence, uh, as well as on the site at, before the fact. The first one I want to share is a lovely poem titled Catharsis, part one. I've only learned to love the nights where sleep eludes me and where dreams taste repungent while I salivate at the aroma of nightmares. One, I remember how you used to apply your makeup. A little sweet harmony you used to whistle as you concealed your face under a veil of forged happiness and then stained your, ink, your lips with ink from the fountains of confidence. You'd then enshroud your eyes with thoughts of successful futures and align your eyes with the liquid that ran through the rivers of stable, stability. And then you used to look at me and the corners of your lips would ever so slightly curve to form the skeleton of a smile, but I saw past the disguise and could see how you desperately wanted to change yourself. So you sought change everywhere except within you. But even so, behind your little mask, I still think you're the most beautiful woman I've ever laid eyes on. Two, I dreamt that we spent the late hours of night staring at the beauty of the brothel but oh god at the beauty of the betrothed sky and her fiance whose elegance and luminous and can never be paralleled waltz to the rhythm of our heartbeats for tonight i finally realized that i forgot how the stardust in your eyes twinkles underneath the cover of moonlight it was your voice that used to soothe me whenever the storms raged on within my heart, to which I always reciprocated, and suddenly you became the western wind and, the, and became a dreamer, a traveler, a footnote in the course of my story, and left to seek sanctuary or closure, perhaps both, but you took with you the closure I so desperately needed. There's a line in French that I would totally botch, so I'm just going to skip that. <laughs> you were once the night, the star of my night. I do apologize for breaking the illusion, but I just, I couldn't bring myself to botch it. <laughs> the next one is titled Auburn Sunset, and I've always been drawn to this piece. I can no longer fathom the midsummer night breeze that yearned to waltz to saccharine harmonies in the composition of your fragrant aroma. No longer can I remember the sensation of my heartstrings getting caught in the crevices of your fingers while you indulge in a little improvision as you would to a harp. But I can remember the promises you kissed me Whenever we grew intoxicated from our wines of Amor, sunrises that we never woke in time still seems to be the bane of my existence. 
I still remember waking before the sun was due to rain its throne and saw a wilting rose next to me instead of you. This next one is titled Inebriated Ramblings. Hesitation. You seemed to dwell in its, ca in its caves and abandoned the elusive concepts of perception in favor of your curiosity. Echoes of silence and thoughts that bled like ruptured arteries. But was it worth it? I unknowingly whispered the secrets of my muse to winds that only learned to waltz to the beatings of synchronized hearts, but I neglected to ink the notes of our composition and such. I dread the day where I must confront the truths of how I flirted with bereavement even though I was betrothed to melancholy, a beautiful mistress who loved to whistle the hymns of forgotten pains. Your countenance spoken in waves of regret, like you drew parallel lines to ambiguity of the tinges of majestic purples, deep jet blacks, bountiful reds, oranges, and yellows that was found on your palette whenever you wished to breathe artistry on the canvas of night skies that were to reflect you. You sought atonement and the alignment of the stars, counting them away aimlessly, childlike and innocent, with a fervor that served as an accoutrement for your moral that embraced elegance and lament. At the risk of sounding cliché, I clung on to you like lint on sweaters, for I needed you to quell the quakes that brought travesty to my realities, that encompassed reveries that bordered on the pragmat pragmatism and infeasible doctrines. For I needed you to draw the role of Lady Justice and bring order to the unruliness of my empire as I once thought leniency equated to the keeping of peace. For I needed you because I wanted. Well, rather, you. Cowardice, it tasted like metaphor. It tasted like methodic upon famished tongue, but more so, since it provocated memories and illusions of the past I so desperately yearn to repress and it keep it tucked under veils of mist in the recesses of my mind. I never told you the truth about my infatuation with apocalyptic nights and the paleness of the moon that brought forth a sense of clemency as it contrasted every ill-mannered prayer. I drank wines that were poisoned, that poisoned me with ruthless clarity and proposed that a heart with darkness is the lesser of two evils and as for the moon i consumed a plethora of fables of how she donned a white chariot to serve the petrifying reminder of morality and that we live on borrowed time and i never seized presented opportunities to read into your novel chapters that remain unexplored while I marinate on your once saccharine words that were tattooed all over my heart but never on skin, that were reminiscent of the ataxia your subconscious so desperately craved. 
I found myself lost in your foreword, and by mid-plots in the early pages of your beginning, I began to feel the lashes of your affliction, though I never had the chance to learn why. And as far as I know, the ink of ending is yet to dry on parchment. Hurricanes and tornadoes pale to the storm that's brewing in your heart, and no amount of engineered levees can withhold when you choose to dispel the pent-up cities and screams that have been accumulating for half a dozen years. The sky was blotted in your tears, flooding the canals of Venice with an untethered thought, while the lament in your voice oscillates like it was a soaring wind kissing the atmosphere and birthing a sight for sore eyes. You were always my aura aurora borealis in the coldest of voids you were the one thing that made it bearable you once told me that you were skilled in the ivory and emity keys and the strings of a violin and that you nonchalantly plucked with a bow to orchestrate musical soliloquies that kept hinting at sunken ships and the coast of lighthouses but the chartreuse of your irises never faltered And the paleness of your pink lips won me over again and distracted me from overbearing the Magna Carta. The fire of your dragon yearns through the heart's king that beats the blood of a slave. Through glory and misery, he must learn to reign with the gentle iron fist. But even something as mighty as a dragon can fall to a penguin. The poetry of your words left me with cravings, and the winds of the voyage coerced you to set sail again towards an Arabian night. I was left to the captors that drank from the fountains that could never quench their thirst for knowledge that they knew they could not obtain. And the embers of your superfluous, superfluous Words forgotten still carve their presence unto my skin in an impatient attempt to cling onto a thread of immortality. I'd be lying if I said your thesis had not manifested into something greater, to the likes of the ever-famous lopsided smile of Mona Lisa, and I'd be blunt, <laughs> and it'd be a blatant lie to deny that I always found myself lost in the stardust of your eyes. I dreamed of a cliff painted a grotesque gray and the sky with twinges of black and purple lingering in the presence of a million on stars that grazed back at us even when we were rendered breathless in the magnitude of the resplendent cosmos slowly intoxicating ourselves with the realization that our existences are but a minuscule speck on the timeline of space I found myself lost to the stardust of your eyes. And I know that you were swayed by the tides that were never addressed to you, like how you enthused in sunsets and sunrises that never sang your lullaby. And that's what captivated me. You were always quick to the drawn in oceans and sacrifice, more accurately volunteer, for lead that were inscribed with the names of other than yours, like you were keen to follow the mercenaries of midnight rather than the domineers of dawn, but I never understood why. 
In spite of your pleasant mannerisms and the polished air that you carried, why is it your soul is gravitated towards means of speaking reparations like a history is agitated by sins and wrongdoings that keep you plagued? You were never in doubt. You were never in debt to sorrow. But that's all your mind is capable of pondering anymore. It still befuddles me that you think you are anything less than a masterpiece. You truly are beautiful, intelligent, sophisticated, and walk with a rightful sense of elegance, but you refuse to embrace the reality of my repeated words. You truly are beautiful. That was a very long piece, and I totally understand that it was not for everybody. But part of the reason I chose to use this poem today was because September, as I mentioned yesterday, is National Suicide Awareness and Prevention Month. And that poem may or may not have actually been written while drunk, um, but it is very clearly about begging someone to stay and to understand their worth and their beauty and their amazing talent for living and sharing that life with those around. And I think that we need more pieces like that, long or short or whatever it takes, because those are the pieces that can make a difference. Those are the pieces that, if shared, can save lives. And I love the way this one was written. I love that with every word you can feel exactly what the author was feeling. And I love the imagery of it. And I love how there are little things hidden in it that let me know who the person was. Even if they make no sense to you, the poem still makes sense. And that is absolutely 100% gorgeous. Thank you so very much for joining me here on another episode of Learning to Fly, the podcast. I'll see you again tomorrow, and I hope that you're having a fantastic Wednesday.